You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. So here we are, our solo adventure by yours truly. So Mary and I went to see a production by the Duck Creek Players that was held at the Metamore Opera Barn. Uh, the Duck Creek Players are from Elwood, Indiana. They came down to Metamore to do a production of Neil Simon's. The Sunshine Boys. What a great, great performance. And uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. All right, we're here at Metamore, the Metamore Opry Barn. But we're not here for bluegrass music. We were here for a, a production. And we've got the stars of the, uh, the cast here, some behind-the-scene folks. Uh, so first of all, go around and introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Eric Bowman, and I play Al Lewis in the play. I also had the privilege of helping Bill direct it. I was his assistant director, and I designed the set and the sound and the lights. So I was multi doing everything in this, and then I trained someone else here how to do to run the equipment. Cool. It's a man of many talents. Mm-hmm. My name's Olivia, and I play Edie, and I'm also the sound and light board operator, and I do all the scene changes backstage. And just run around everywhere and do what everybody wants me to do. Even when I need to go get Brian some Diet Coke. <laughs> hey, that's an important job. She's like a personal assistant. Yeah, I mean, that's important stuff. So she's amazing. Uh, my name is Brian Nichols, and I am playing the nephew named uh, Ben Silverman. So the irony is uh, these two guys uh, are elderly, and I'm supposed to be a lot younger, but in real life I'm older than both of them. So, yeah, it's, it's easier to look older on stage. It's harder to look younger, but I tried my best. <laughs> Magic of makeup. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Chris Taylor. I play Willie Clark, the old grump of the group who hates everyone and no one likes. So talk- and in real life, too. So, so talk a bit, a little bit about your group, your your performing group, because I know you perform up in Elwood, at the, up there, and then you're you're down here. So talk a little bit about the group, how you got together, and a little bit about the productions you guys do. Well, the, <laughs> well, the name of the group is also called the uh, Duck Creek Players, um, out in uh, Elwood, Indiana, and it's interesting. I first uh, saw this show back in when I lived in California. It was probably. 2006, 2007, and I saw it with uh, Danny DeVito and Judd Hirsch uh, live on stage, and I fell in love with it. Jump ahead years later, we we're you know talking about a show that we wanted to do, and I mentioned to Bill, "Hey, I've seen the Sunshine Boys, and I loved it. That's something that we should definitely think about doing." And now uh, here we are. So the funny thing about this is, uh, a lot of community theater actors will go f- to more than just one community theater to do shows. They look for audition opportunities. And uh, Eric pulled me in about two years ago for a Shakespeare show. I fell in love with this group. There's just something very special about this group. The bonding is just so much stronger, the respect, the camaraderie. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much have stuck with this group. And uh, we had a show we did a, a year and a half ago where they needed a player. And I knew Chris, 
and I pulled him in, and so now he's a big part of all this, and so it's just funny how that all uh, transpired. He pulled me in, I pulled him in, and now we get to do shows together. It's one big happy family. It is. It's a good theater family. I've been with Duck Creek since the beginning, uh, when we first started, and we were just, you know, growing and trying to get more people in. Like with most community theaters, you try to draw people from that community into the theater. Right. And, And we're... Duck Creek is based in Elwood, and there's not a lot of people in Elwood that do acting, except for this one here is from Elwood. We've got her in there now. But I'm also on the board with, with Bill for the Duck Creek. And t- to put the shows together, we try to find shows that are, first off, family-friendly, so you can bring your kids to it and not worry about having to see any other than our sexy nurse we had in the show, you know, which is the most explicit thing we've ever done. <laughs> but it's just, like you said, it, it's this group of community theater is more family than it is a group of strangers coming together. You come in as an unknown, then you become part of the family. Right. And with very few exceptions, people that come to Duck Creek usually end up staying with Duck Creek. And when you're, I've done community theater like what he has and he has with other groups, you might see a person in this show, a person in that show, but they jump around from place to place and you don't really build as much of a bond with them as you do in these here. We just do things differently and it's more... Accepting, and they're very kind to each other, and there's not much back talk and you know, behind stage. Like, right. I can't how much of a diva Chris is. You know, he will only eat blue M&Ms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and I think a lot of this can be attributed to uh, the board of director, president, and founding uh, member of this organization, Bill Smith, who is known locally in Metamora. Is he around here? He must be he, listening. Yeah, he's, he's kind of off in the distance there. But he really does set that tone of, of family and respect for one another. Uh, it is kind of a faith-based organization, not that it's espousing religion, but we do have a prayer circle prior to the performances. Uh, we respect, uh, sometimes we have even a devotional before rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not, it's not really to espouse religion, but it kind of brings us around saying, hey, you know, we know that our talents come from elsewhere. Absolutely. We're blessed with Absolutely. them. And we can, we can entertain other people and make them, for just two hours, escape the, the harsh world we live in just right. to enjoy Absolutely. themselves. So. Right. It definitely took a lot to get this show together, too. We initially did it uh, last month in Elwood. Um, and we were supposed to do this at the beginning of June. I remember that. Yeah, Absolutely. due to unforeseen circumstances, you know, a major cast member having to dropped the role and we got Brian to come in and he was uh he fought hard and to get his lines down yes. so it just ended up where we had to push the show back a little bit and that way we were show ready and you know we all still have other shows going on too in the meantime so it was just a matter of keeping all these lines fresh in here while we're still working on other shows right. in the meantime right so it's definitely been a challenge and I've done theater since I was 10 so I'm 56 now but I have learned finally that there is a point where that line memorization becomes more of a challenge, and so it is a little bit harder at my age now. Uh, I always like to tell people I've got a photographic memory. I'm just short of toner, so. So I can, I can, uh, I'm a musician, and uh, I'm 57, mm. and I can't remember words now. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, I used to, so I know where you're exactly, going. Exactly, yeah. So, so talk about, do you, what's your history in theater? Um, I'm probably, well, other than her, and the newest one to theater out of the group. Um, I've always liked movies and seeing things you know, on the big screen, but I was, I'm actually a really shy person and I never liked, never would get in front of people and do anything because I'm just terrified. And I auditioned for a show about you know, four years ago 
Uh, Christmas. Five years ago. Oh. It was five years ago. I did a show and I almost passed out, <laughs> and I got a really small part in it. But in that in that role, I actually met somebody there who was a pastor, who was the assistant director, who ended up becoming becoming the director. And she just kind of pushed me to learn this, pushed me to learn that, and I just it was trial by fire. I learned more things in that show just in a short time, and. She said, if I come out of that show doing another show, I'm probably stuck, and I was. I haven't stopped doing shows since then. I'm up to about 35 shows in five years, which is crazy. And my second show ever was with, directed by Bill Smith. We did To Kill a Mockingbird in Elwood. And that's when I met this type of organization. That was not Duck then. That was Attic. Duck branched off from that and became Elwood-based. And that's the group that pretty much kind of just saved my life and just brought me into theater and made me fall in love with it and want to do everything and since then i've you know done I've directed two shows I'm gonna direct my third show this christmas and he's gonna be my co-director brian's the co-director we're doing miracle on 34th street and i don't see myself stopping anytime soon anytime i'm asked to do a show if i'm free i do it awesome Awesome. And the thing about theater is it's an art ex- artful expression. So I, I can't draw, I can't paint. I wish mm-hmm. I could. But I can't this either. yeah. But this is a way to be able to to be, uh, have our artful expression. And again, it's talents that we're blessed with and you know, I'm not going to win an Oscar or be <laughs> on Broadway and get a, you know, a Tony or anything like that, but it's enough Why to not? Yeah, that's I'm not good enough for professional, but it's, f- it's enough to enjoy and and also to, to share that joy with other people. Right. So right. Well, I started acting early last year. I tried to do like school drama club and all that stuff, but then when the pastor that I had then, I seen him watch, I seen him in a play and I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. So him and his son pushed me into like auditioning and stuff like that. And then as soon as I got into it, I just fell in love with it. And I'm like, there's nothing, that's how I don't like my schools, drama club, and like that, it's not a close-knit family, as like we were saying, as much as right. this is, and how the bond is. So. A lot of that has to do with the faith that's behind what's going on mm-hmm. here. Absolutely. You don't have that at most schools. Yes. And, so that's and like most kids nowadays, you don't want to like, it's just, yeah. And in her second play, she was, uh, I was, we're doing Macbeth, Shakespeare in the Park, and I was Macbeth, and she was my, my servant. And I was having to scream at her and yell at her on stage and be mean to her. And I felt terrible because... That was terrifying. <laughs> she was scared every night because I'm screaming at her. And I had to go off stage and go, I'm, I'm just, it's just acting. I'm not really mad at you. <laughs> you didn't point yeah, a finger at her. So the, fi- the finger stayed, you know, yeah, no it's, finger. it's a weapon. <laughs> yeah, and no spitting in the... Actually, it, it's... Gilman's Home Centers. With 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals, and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. You know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. It's almost time for the 2023 Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. Mark your calendars for Saturday, August 5th. That's right. It's held on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana at the Third Place Event Center. Your ticket gets you unlimited tastings and pours from over 20 
vendors. That includes craft beers, wineries, and our favorite, distilleries. That's right, Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival, Saturday, August 5th. Mark your calendars, go online, get your tickets now. Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. We hope to see you there. That's right, we've got a booth there. Come on out, say hi, and we have some gifts to give away. You know what? It's time for a day trip. That's right, a day trip to historic Metamora, Indiana, where you can visit the Sap Bucket, a general store, gift shop, and snack bar located on Main Street in beautiful, historic Metamora, Indiana. Check out the only operational wooden aqueduct in the United States, a water-powered grist mill, and many antique shops, craft vendors, food shops. It's a great place to visit. Hop in your car, take a day trip. That's right. You can check out more information about The Sap Bucket at thesapbucket.com or Metamore Indiana at metamoreindiana.com. Hope to see you soon. Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in downtown Batesville, Indiana. Your place for all your cocktail needs. Whether it's beer, wine, spirits, they've got it. They've got your tequilas, they've got your vodkas, they've got your gins, and of course, your bourbons. In fact, they do barrel picks. These are single barrels that have been hand-selected by folks at Batesville Liquor Code just for you. Not sure which spirit you want to try? Maybe you want to go to one of their tastings. That's right. They have a tasting area right there in Batesville Liquor Code where you can try some of the new and upcoming uh, spirits, uh, new and upcoming bourbons, tequilas, They do it right there in the store. You want to find out when those are? Very simple. Go to their Facebook page, Batesville Liquor Co. They list any tastings they're doing. Uh, Normally, there's a couple a week. Stop in, say hi, do a tasting. Maybe you'll find a new cocktail that you're interested in. You know, they've got it all there. They've got RTDs. Do you know what RTDs are? That's the newest fad in cocktails. It's ready-to-drink cocktails already pre-mixed in a can pretty simple it's getting ready to be boat season you buy an rtd you put it in a cooler on ice you've got it right there on the water with you that's right go check them out batesville liquor co located at 315 shopping village in batesville indiana or tebby liquors located on main street in brookville indiana as always tell them to cross the line 1524 cruise because as actors i don't know how often the audience sees a spit, spit fly, but we do spit on each other all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I can see it. It's fly. inevitable. And I always tell people in the front row, I say, oh, you're in the splash zone. You know? Right. <laughs> so. uh, you're in the Gallagher zone. There. Yes, exactly. So what's your history in theater? So I started around age 10. Um, my father was a teacher, and um, he was a science teacher. He didn't have anything to do with theater, but his school was doing a production. His high school was doing a production of The King and I. And they needed the kids for The King and I. And that's the first role I did. It really wasn't as much of a speaking role, just acting. And ever since then, I caught the bug. I was in all my productions uh, in high school. And um, I've directed. I, I, taught, I ended up teaching English speech and theater as a, as a teacher for 20 years. Uh, got involved with community theater. 
directed um, about 40-some plays, been in, I don't know, 50-some or whatever. And it's just uh, something I enjoy doing. Um, sometimes it goes in spurts. Sometimes you go one to another to another to another, which Eric has kind of alluded to, which is very exhausting because, you know, it's not just the performances. you got the rehearsal period, six mm -hmm. to seven weeks in between. It demands a lot of time. Uh, and so it's so sometimes I have to tell myself to slow down, right? Because uh, I don't want to ever get burned out on it, and uh, have and then you know regret that I gave it up or whatever. So um, this year I think uh, Eric and I are directing in December, although that's going to start in October, right? And uh, I think I'm going to kind of take it easy for a couple months before that. Uh, there's some tempting shows I want to jump into, but I'm going to I'm going to take a step back for just a couple months. I think. Cool. So you're up. What's your what's your history in acting? Uh, I've been doing uh, theater since middle school. The first play I actually did was Alice in Wonderland. I was the Mad Hatter, and um, yeah, so I, I can see that. I <laughs> can see <laughs> did a lot of theater in uh, middle school and high school. I uh, did a lot of speech and debate, and I would do the competitions that were like the acting type ones. Um, and then, as far as theater, I took a long break during my adulthood. Um, I did some uh, indie horror movies uh, with some of my friends and producers back in California. And then after I moved out here to Indiana, I didn't discover community theater. And it was actually by accident. I had walked into a restaurant in the city where I live, Frankfurt, and saw a poster for one of the, the theater groups there. And um, so I checked out their website, and I saw they were having auditions for the next show. And so I went and auditioned and got a part in that. And, and here I am, you know, <laughs> five years later, uh, do, doing shows with Duck Creek and I've done shows uh, in Frankfurt where I live and all over but I think I've done the most with Duck Creek yeah, same here yeah. yeah well and it's funny Chris and I met because I was directing a production of what's, what's called The 39 Steps which is a spoof on Alfred Hitchcock's movie and uh, it's a very uh, involved play it just has lots of accents and yes. hundreds of scenes I'm exaggerating but literally like 50, 60 scenes and it's very quick and uh, we were we were about three weeks away from production, and then uh, COVID struck, and or and so we right. were never able to finish that show. Yep. So, but we at least met each other and started bonding. Then, Eric and I met during a production of Christmas Carol at another mm -hmm. theater, and uh, kind of been bonded since that point. Yeah. So it's just it it is more than just like uh, you know the artful expression. It is forming friendships and. That, that that lasts and right. of good people, right. so with a lot of things in common. So, where are you originally from? Are you from California? From originally? California, yep, Los Angeles area. Wow. So everybody else, Indiana. Yes. Indiana, yeah. born and bred. Good deal. Yeah. Good yep. deal. So, what got you from California to Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> or, or don't you want to say? <laughs> no, I don't mind bad now the California at all. <laughs> it's, it's definitely gone downhill, and yeah, California is so expensive to live out there, and. Uh, I got a uh, family out in Indiana, and initially I just came out to visit for you know a few days for vacation, and I fell in love with it. Um, I was at that point in more in my life where I was like, I need to move, I need a big change in my life. So it was either going to be uh, Indiana or Texas because I got family out there too, and I wanted to be close to, uh, closer to my brothers, and I got other family out here, so. I moved here, and I'm glad I did because, yeah, if it wasn't for community theater, I, I don't know what I would be doing. Probably tearing my ha my hair out because I work in IT. And so if you're working with computers all day helping people, you know how that can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what did the, uh, the rest of you do for a day job? 
I'm, I'm an optician. I work for an optometry practice. I've done it since 1991. Um, so just started out as a temporary job and fell in love with it. It became my career. <laughs> I work for Community Health Network. I'm a program manager for a residential facility for traumatized children, been sex trafficked and such. So I uh, help run that program there. Cool. Oh, my job is I'm a sophomore in high school. I know. I, <laughs> and nowadays, that's quite a job. It is a yes, job. It is. it is a job. And everybody keeps thinking he and I are brothers. When he talks about his brother, they think he's my brother. And some people think we're twins. And he's like... And I have an actual twin, but not him. <laughs> <laughs> so is your actual twin still in California? No, he he's lives out here in... Uh, cool. But we look more alike than him and his twin do. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have that sometimes. Yeah. So we actually did a show together, uh, Christmas Carol, where... There were people in the audience who thought we were the same person until they saw us on the stage together. <laughs> wow. Wow. So. so, man, it's great talking to you guys, and it was a great show. I, I love the uh, closeness and the, the close-knit uh, atmosphere versus, uh, you know, a big theater, obviously. So if somebody's listening to this and one of our listeners and want to see see small Theater, theatrical show like you guys do, what's the one thing that you want to tell them about seeing a small community theater? What, why should they do that? What, what is it about small community theaters that they should come? Do, I that, do that on a Friday night instead of sitting home playing a video game or going out spending money on a movie. I'd say one of the biggest things is 90% of the time the community theaters, the money's not going to line somebody's pockets. The, the money is just a lot of times the theaters even lose money on the shows mm -hmm. because they're doing it just to put on a performance for the audience. They're doing the show for them. And you go see a movie, yeah, the money's going to line this person's pocket, that person's pocket. It's not with Duck Creek or any of the other, any of the other groups I've done with. Some of them will, if they raise enough money, they give money to scholarships for kids or underprivileged mm -hmm. teens or whatever. And, but if they even make money on the shows. Sometimes there's grants to help them make money and then it's just putting into the production to make more shows to people to come out. None of us get paid for this. In fact, it actually costs Cost us money. money. <laughs> right, right. Buy yeah. our own costumes and props. Gas. Yeah. And then, I, you, yeah. then you come to small towns like this and you go to little shops and buy jerky. Yes. <laughs> yes. We bought a lot of jerky oh. from this one shop. It was so really good. good. So good. <laughs> I would say uh, it's, it's great to get to community theater because it is the true art form of acting. You know, you can watch a movie, and I, I'm not saying I don't watch movies. There's some good movies out there, but movies aren't real acting. They're, they go take from take. Uh, they repeat something over and over. This is live. Not any, right. any consecutive night of a performance is a show the same, right? Because we're live. We're human. There might be a line glitch or something, and it's not always the same place, but we cover, and, right. and the important part is the audience doesn't know. So it, it's really a true grit uh, down to the basics of acting, and uh, I think that's what makes it a little bit different. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can testify to that, having you know been in uh, several uh, movies where you know if you mess up your line, they can cut, and then five yeah. minutes later you're doing it again. When you're up on stage, if you mess up a line, you mess up a line. Right. You got to cover. You for just the cover. Other guy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So for me, it's about uh, having a passion for it too. Mm. If if you don't have a passion for something, then you shouldn't even do it. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's not something like, ah, uh, okay, I guess I'll do this. No, you, you got to have the love for it. That's what makes uh, community theater so, so great, that closeness. I, I agree, I agree. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going, going back to the whole movie thing, nowadays there's not much acting at all in a movie. Mm -hmm. You know, 90% yeah. of it 
is CGI generated. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there are no real leading men it's or leading women. It's <laughs> just, yeah, it's just not, you know, back when we were growing up, you yeah. had actors. Yeah, you know? that's true. You yeah. know, and it's that's not what we have nowadays, obviously. So it's great to see something like this where you guys are putting it, you're 100% into it and it's, you know, like you said, it's you're not making a penny, <laughs> and the production's not making a penny. It's 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 for the betterment of everybody out yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And I do love movies. I probably have the largest collection I've ever seen. <laughs> I have about thirty thousand movies in my collection in a DVD. Okay, room. you have the largest collection I've heard of. <laughs> 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 it still grows. He's in competition with the Library of Congress. I only sleep about three or four hours a night. I watch movies and I rehearse lines. So. <laughs> There, you, there, there may be self-help programs for folks like you out there. <laughs> Haven't found it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but an- another neat thing about it is, uh, you know, I got three boys, and you know, all your kids are different and have different pursuits. But right. my middle son, my middle son, who's now grown, they're all grown, but he caught the theater bug as a young kid, and so that's something we were able to share in common. We've we've shared the stage a few times, and yeah. it's those are m- memories I'll never absolutely. forget. Absolutely, first show I did here, I did with him. With my son? Yeah, yeah. Adam. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's fun to have that little element, too. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Anything else you guys want to add? Well, I just want to thank uh, Metamora for their hospitality. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely thank Bill Smith because he's doing a lot of work for this community, trying to you know get the arts. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you guys have a strong music uh, art space here, which is fantastic. I want to definitely get down because I see all the pictures here yes. in the Opry of all these groups. I'd mm-hmm. love to come see. Bill's actually brought some of them up to Elwood, too. Right. But uh, I appreciate his efforts in trying to infuse some community theater here, and it's pretty evident that the house tonight anyway enjoyed the show oh absolutely so absolutely. it's neat to be part of that and under his uh leadership for that so and, i thank you for that yeah and karen smith for the oh. awesome food she has been giving us <laughs> so you guys she have been, been staying at the metamore inn she's, yes. she's been in. taking so care good. of us yes. <laughs> nice yeah. nice well i'd like to thank you guys and ladies for uh sitting down with me talking a little bit thank you um, it's been yeah. a pleasure to watch you guys perform just absolutely wonderful glad you enjoyed we it appreciate that so for across the line 1524 i'm alan stanger with eric bowman olivia brian nichols chris taylor and we'll see y'all next time indiana on tap the 2023 schedule is out and you're gonna want to mark your calendars The first one kicks off on March 11th. It's a second annual Newcastle on Tap for St. Paddy's Day. The next one is May 6th, the seventh annual Savor Lebanon. Then May 20th, the third annual Tipton on Tap. Tipton, Indiana will be at the town square. The next one's June 24th in Anderson. It's the eighth annual Anderson on Tap. After that, we move to Rushville, Indiana for the annual Rushville Libations on July 29th. From there, we come back to our hometown in Brookville, Indiana for the third annual Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. We round things out on September 23rd. It's the sixth annual Loggers and Lawrence Oktoberfest. These are all sponsored by Indiana on Tap. We'll have more information on each one of the events as they get closer. And guess what? Across the line, 1524 crew will be there. You can go check out the calendar events on indianaontap.com. Like I said, we'll be there, and each week we'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming events. Indiana on Tap, craft distillers, craft breweries, and local wineries. Go check them out.
You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.